This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. January 16, 1865, San Francisco has a brand new newspaper, the Daily Dramatic Chronicle. It's not really a newspaper, not exactly. It's basically a program for Worrell's Olympic Theater, formerly Gilbert's Theater, at the northeast corner of Kearney and Clay Streets. But the founders have big ambitions. A notice on page two says the Daily Dramatic Chronicle is distributed gratuitously in all the restaurants, saloons, hotels, reading rooms, stores, boats, cars, and among the audience at Worrell's Olympic, and broadcast through the marts of trade in and about the city, making it one of the best advertising mediums in the state. The founders were the DeYoung brothers, 19-year-old Michael and his 17-year-old brother Charles. There was another brother, Gustavus, Gus who was older than Michael, and whose initial appeared in that first edition, but he was gone pretty quickly. His life is something of a mystery, but he apparently ended up in an insane asylum in Stockton. The DeYoung boys borrowed a $20 gold coin from their landlord to start the paper. That's a little over $300 in today's money. In 1865, San Francisco was a city of 60,000 people, the biggest city in the West, though still a violent, muddy frontier town. The biggest paper in the city was the Alta Californian, and that explains why a big story on page two of this four-page paper was an attack on the Alta Californian for perpetrating a dastardly hoax on the public by announcing the appearance of Brigham Young and 40 of his wives at a theater in town. A big crowd had showed up, according to this story, but they'd been deceived. Young had not left the bosoms of his 963 wives, nor torn himself away from the loving embraces of the 5,463 living likenesses of himself. That meant his kids. Really, Brigham Young had 55 wives and 56 children. But newspapers at the time didn't exactly hold themselves to high standards of truthfulness. Page one of that first dramatic daily chronicle was entirely devoted to advertising and to the program for that night's vaudeville show at Worrell's Olympic Theater, featuring the continued success of the Fairy Sisters, Sophie, Irene, and little Jenny Worrell. On page two, right above the Brigham Young story, the DeYoungs introduced themselves under the headline, Ourselves. Get this. We make our politest bow with one hand upon the left side of our blue and green plaid waistcoat, one foot being thrown gracefully forward in the operatic managerical style, and our glistening new sombrero... And so on and so forth for a couple more paragraphs. We incline smilingly toward our friends, the public, and announce our prospective... The next column carried the news from back east via telegraph. The big story was from Boston, the death of Edward Everett, a politician, diplomat, and former president of Harvard. He was known as a great orator, and he's mostly remembered today as the guy who uncorked a stemwinder of a speech right before Abe Lincoln delivered the Gettysburg Address. To his credit, he sent Lincoln a note afterwards saying he'd be flattering himself if he said he got to the heart of the matter in two hours the way Lincoln had in two minutes. The rest of the dispatches were mostly updates from the Civil War. There were also lots of little items and jokes that don't really seem funny today. I don't mean because of political correctness. I just mean, at least to my 21st century ears, they fall kind of flat. Here's an example. It's headlined, Sailor's Wit. 
A lady at sea, full of delicate apprehensions in a gale of wind, cried out among other petty exclamations, We shall all go to the bottom! Mercy on us! How my head swims! Madam, never fear, said one of the sailors. You can never go to the bottom while your head swims. I mean, okay. The Chronicle got its first big break in April when Lincoln was assassinated. The newspapers had all published for the day when Michael DeYoung happened to stop into the telegraph office. The man there told him the news. Michael raced back to the Chronicle office and he and Charles rushed out a special edition, scooping all the other papers in town. By 1868, the Daily Dramatic Chronicle had outgrown its role as a theater program slash newspaper. And on September 1st, it relaunched as the Morning Chronicle. The January 17th, 2020 edition is Year 156, Volume 1. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.